Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. So glad you could join us again today. This week I've been thinking about family stories and the wealth, the treasure trove that family stories bring us and how family stories open the doors to connection, to that deep and enduring connection. And I wanted to be a little uh, more mm, specific about how one, well, one way we can use family stories to help a child who's struggling. I want to preface this a little bit by um, describing, and so it's another, there's another podcast on this, about the power of we direction. That's with a W, right? We direction, as opposed to redirection with an R. Um, very often we'll say to our children, why don't you go and, and why don't you go and ride your bike? Why don't you go and? And we do that and it's very well-meaning and sometimes it works when a child's not doing so well. We, we kind of get a feeling we need to shift the energy, we need to shift something. But a redirection often doesn't work uh, because, or has only moderate success because fairly quickly the kids, there they are, they're back, they're, they're you know, they just boomerang right back. Because a, a, a redirection tacitly means that a child has to go away from you. And, um, and it's just at a time when they need to be near you. And a we direction is all about, why don't we do something together? Why don't we, how about we? I, that's not going so well, is it? What about we just, and there it is, we. Now, one of the, the, um, the principles of we direction it actually rests on the building block of something else we've talked about. And that is this thing that you've often heard me say in these podcasts, that there's no such thing as a, as a disobedient child, only a disoriented one. You know, I've never really met a disobedient child in my life, but I've met just countless numbers of disoriented kids. And this is way more than semantics. It's, it's truly, they're emotionally disoriented. And as you might remember from other podcasts, they're pinging us, they're echolocating, they're looking for a feedback loop um, because they're looking to emotionally orient themselves. Now, these two things, a we direction, which I've mentioned before, and this, this need to orient um, oneself, when it you know when it, when a child is little, both of those two things are beautifully served when we think about about family stories. Actually, it's it's like a super highway to having a child do something with you and orient. If you think about it, you know, like when it, things are not going well with siblings or with a child and you know a change of energy is required, right? By saying to a child, oh dear, that, that really does need a change of, we need to change, we need to do something else. Or if it's an older child, you know, obviously you voice it differently, but saying, hey, this is, this is not working out, is it? 
come on over and sit with me at the counter for a minute. I remembered something that happened to me when I was just a little boy. Let me tell you about it. Or, do you know what? I don't know if I've ever told you this story about, about Grandpa, but when he was, and, the, and even though, you know, chances are that story has been told before, there's very few kids who will push back against it. They might sit a little sullenly with their head down for a moment, but most of them will come along and sit with you. And it's a we direction because you're saying we. Come, come closer to me. I'm not going to send you away. Come closer to me. That's the first thing. And it's also um, changing the energy. And it's helping a child orient. Because, you know, on a deeper level, um, you're really, when you're, say, when you're telling a, a, a child a story about your earlier years, uh, about grandma or grandpa's earlier years or whatever, you're deeply orienting them because you're saying, you know what, you come from good people. You come from a long line of good people. Even if you have to be sort of fairly selective and they're not all good people. But, um, or um, if you're in a situation where you don't, you know, you, you don't have, uh, you're adopted perhaps, and you don't have connection with those people, we have connections with people, most of us at least, have connections with good people around us. It might be a story about a family friend, a very dear family friend. It could any number of stories that relate to that close circle of family and friends uh, is very, very orienting for a child. And what it's, what it's saying to them is that I'm making time for you, even though, and these are some of the best times to tell uh, stories to a child, is or to a tween or a teen, is when you're actually doing something. You're not necessarily needing to sit on the sofa, although that's okay too. <laughs> but you could just be making the salad, you know, making supper, folding clothes, just doing what you're doing, staying in the flow of the day and telling the story. In fact, doing something practical and something that's familiar to a child, particularly young children, but, but children of any age, is actually particularly helpful because it's comforting to them. It's familiar to them. You're folding the clothes just in the way you always fold them. You're making supper right in the place that you always make it with the same pots and pans that whatever it is, it's familiar and familiarity is very, very securing to a child. And for younger children, it fires the mirror neurons. And you might remember in another podcast, we're sort of building here, aren't we, really? It's quite rather lovely. Um, there are, we mentioned the mirror neurons in a child's brain that when we do something that is familiar to them, then they inwardly start imitating and doing it as well. Both practically, they start sort of, you know, like if you're folding clothes, they start folding clothes and they might not even be doing it yet with their hands, but they're doing it uh, with their brain. And they also copy our emotions. The mirror neurons pick up our feelings. Now, here's the thing is if we're telling a family story, 
we're moving right into our pictorial brain, right into that lovely, warm, pictorial thinking. And a young child will actually mirror that. They will imitate it. So it brings them out of their fight or flight, freeze or flock brain, you know, the amygdala. And, and isn't it amazing that the very same thing, just a plain old family story that they've heard a bunch of times before, or it might be a new one, but you know, chances are they've heard it before, not only achieves a we direction, it not only orients them, but it also brings them into a whole different part of, of their being. So next time you get that feeling, that instinct, that gut feeling that something needs to change, try a wee direction, bring a child over to the counter while you're making supper or whatever it, it is you're doing, and tell them a story about something that happened to you when you were little. They love the ones when you were naughty or got, got, did something a bit edgy, but any of those dear family stories. And just watch a child sort of sink into that lovely connection of we-ness. <laughs> okay, I sure hope that's helpful. Okay, bye-bye for now.